Grai. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Scrabble and Ashiel, they get to Okanagan, miss at the 200. Down the outside, Mr. Ticket starts to run on. Scrabble, Ashiel, they're having a war. Scrabble for Matt Crop, Ashiel coming back. Scrabble wins the cup. Scrabble ahead to Ashiel. A big gap back to Mr. Tickets, followed then by Snipwit Fit, which won a great race then. A great win by Scrabble for Gary Gearan and Matt Crop in the uh, Royal on 99 Roma Cup on Saturday at Bassett Park. Part of the Country Cups Challenge Series for 2020 that we'll be dissecting in great detail for you this morning on Bushbeat here on Radio Tab as we welcome to the show for another week. Lots of news out of that Roma program and a big focus on the Country Cups and Country Stampede qualifiers now that we've got through all 16 legs. Also a bit of a focus on the Coral Coast qualifiers. We are at Townsville last Friday and we now head towards the final of that series and We'll talk about the uh, charities that are involved there and lots of other news as well coming out of the racing on the weekend from uh, our venues like Innisfail, Clermont, Pentland and Gympie. Helping us out with our news on Bushbeat as always is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And uh, another very uh, exciting and successful Roma Cup race day, Tony. And great to hear that you survived your first uh, Cup venture for the year. Always, Welcome back. Thank you. Always going to be fine first up fresh. It's the second or third runs that always, uh, you know, trouble you somewhat. You're always keen and excited <laughs> and very enthusiastic and full of running when you come up to a, a day like that. And well done to the Roma Turf Club uh, being able to pull a day like that together because it was relatively short notice that they got the approval to have the crowd of some 2,000 there under the COVID safe plan uh, in conjunction with Racing Queensland and uh, Queensland Health. And I think, by and large, a very successful day. There certainly seemed to be a lot of happy faces in amongst the crowd. And I tell you, certainly some very happy faces from the uh, the boys that were there representing the big team of owners from Scrabble. I said I'd send a shout-out to Rob and Jason this morning because they tune in each and every week on Bushbeat. And great to uh, catch up with you on the, the weekend, boys. And, yeah, I think they're going to have a lot of fun with Scrabble. They've also got uh, shares in splits that is also qualified for the Country Cups Challenge Final coming up at Doomit on December 5, Rob. Yeah, they were at Blackhall when Splits won the uh, heat up there, so I'm sure they know how to celebrate these wins too, Tony. And Matt Crop wouldn't he be celebrating as well out of that meeting because uh, he's been really travelling far and wide with the team, I think, in the last 12, 18 months, but he's always been a great supporter of country racing and, of course, provincial standard racing. Um, but uh, a treble on the day, Tony, for uh, Matty Crop, And uh, the the experience really shone through on the day because you had Matt... Uh, Matty Crop with the treble. You had Matt Gray, who's been riding sensationally out in the Central West, the North West, and ev- everywhere else he goes. And Les Tilly back to his hometown. Matty Gray, the double. Les Tilly back to uh, the hometown area. And he uh, racks up a treble as well. And Gary Gearin, of course. Uh, I'm not sure how many uh, Roma Cups Gary might have won, uh, but he certainly enjoyed that win uh, with uh, Scrabble. Uh, for Matty Crop, and that was the uh, second leg of his double. So they had some feature results through the day there, Tony. And you talk about travelling near, wide and far and getting back to your hometown area. It was great to see Brett Kavanagh at Bassett Park at Roma on Saturday. Uh, Brett's granddad, Frank, of course, was a legend in Western Queensland circles and was not only a mentor to uh, to Brett, but also to Peter Moody. He's a couple of handy ones out of the stable there. And another sin 
was one of two runners that Brett Kavanagh had there, won the uh, the country stampede qualifier as much as it won't qualify for the final. We'll talk more about that with Andrew Watts shortly. But it was a nice touch to be able to see that uh, uh, Brett arranged to race another sin in Jim McCormack's old colours of black with the, uh, the pink horseshoes, uh, made representations to the family to say, I'm coming back to town. He hadn't been back to Roma for something like 35 years, Brett was telling us. And, uh, yeah, it was, I think, a, a little bit emotional for him to see uh, old Jim's colours going around with another sin taking out that last race. And that's one thing you love about country racing. People remember these things and, and you see that uh, happen at various times on tracks. So a real recognition of people in the past who have contributed to racing. And that was the... Uh, that was the third part of uh, Les Tilly's uh, treble. He had that winner. He also had Dancing Tales for Jeffrey Schrader at some uh, big odds. And then he had for Pat Webster, his old master, Harbour Trick. Uh, that was his treble. And just to wrap those up, those results are Matty Gray on Coins Road for Matt Crop. And where am I looking now? I'll also find him on Matt Crop's runner, Enterprise Grand. And uh, Scrabble being the third of uh, Matt's treble, Matt Crop's treble. And uh, Gary Gearan with the win with Mr. Bros for uh, Ducky Baker. And uh, also the win, of course, with Scrabble uh, in the Roma Cup. So uh, some really competitive racing. And when you see those names coming to the fore with the results, uh, you know it's been a competitive day because uh, they're top shelf and uh, they got the job done on Saturday. Yeah, it was a great day's racing. And as I say, well done to, uh, to all of the crew there at the Roma Turf Club uh, pulling off a, a great day once again for... Uh, 2020 for Roma Cup Day, which I guess, you know, like a lot of clubs, you look back to when COVID hit back in March, everything looked like it was going to go on the back foot and it didn't look like we were going to get anywhere near being able to host uh, big days like that. But as we mentioned, Rob, that was the last of the uh, the Country Cups qualifiers and Country Stampede qualifiers. We now have the nominations through. Tomorrow, of course, the acceptance has come through, which means that uh, our next guest has got plenty of work to do in the coming days to be able to try and plot ahead towards the uh, the big final coming up, George Moore Stakes Day, December 5 at Derman. Andrew Watts is with us on Bush Beat again. Good morning, Wattsy. Good morning, Tony. Uh, good morning, Rob. Good morning, listeners. And just, um, Tony, I've, I've had a chat to Jared Daffy over the weekend. He'd like to book his ticket wherever you head next. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting re requests to take Jared with me because everyone wants to meet the big daff and uh, I keep saying, you've got to come and, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I must do that one of these days. We've got to get him out to something like a Longreach or a Roma Cup, haven't we? Well, well I think we had him lined up for Longreach one year there, Tony, but something called AFL apparently clashed with it. I don't know why he would make that comparison, uh, but I'm sure Watsy will be working on that uh, with Jared to get him out uh, next year next year for the Longreach Cup. Welcome, uh, Watsy, to Bushbeat again. And... Uh, We'll have a quick look at these Roma ones before we look at the uh, nominations and some factors to play that come out with the acceptances tomorrow. But uh, firstly, the uh, Roma Cup, we'll start with that. Scrabble, um, your impressions of Scrabble's win, this eight-year-old now having his 12th win from 60 starts. I think the, the run of the winner and the run of the second place get a um, fantastic, weren't they? Shell was enormous. Um, right on target for that race in Brisbane. Uh, Scrabble, look, I've had a pretty big opinion of this galloper and it's fair to say hasn't um, the penny hasn't really dropped this preparation, but it did, however, on Saturday. Um, he is strong. He, he gets the mile. Um, if he can find some of that old uh, form uh, prior to this preparation, he's going to be 
right in the finish um, come finals day. And as I say, only a couple of weeks away now. Uh, the win over SGL, that, that was fantastic. The run of the second horse was enormous. Dan Ballard uh, on his birthday just lobbing for one ride and uh, just went down by the barest of margins. But, um, Rob, definitely those two are big players in the finals. Yeah, most certainly. And Mr. Tickets was some distance back, which is an indicator that uh, those two stand out a little bit. The interesting thing about, thing about Scrabble, I feel like he's been running around this whole time, about the last 12, 18 months. But when you really have a close look at his uh, record, he's had some nice little gaps in there. In fact, he's uh, been up this time around since the 17th of July, but it's his seventh run in the campaign, this run. And these tough mm. old horses, they thrive on that sort of fitness. Uh, but I found it also interesting. You know, his, his runs have been pretty well spaced, so he's not going to be he's not going to be worn out by the time of the final. Although I do worry about the the Roma Cup being the last one going into it because they they really turned it on again in that last six hundred. Uh, but his best runs this year have come at Roma and Charleville and Warwick. When you look through, he had a third in the Warwick Cup behind Rosie Posey. Um, that was three runs back. But he's really performed on the sand surfaces. And, um, uh, look, Matt Crop, I think he's had these uh, goals in sight for some time. And uh, he's really he's really moved up the rank. And, as you said, SEL travelling beautifully. Uh, Scrabble came from behind him and just got the better of him. Uh, they go in with very, very strong chances. Yeah, they certainly do, Rob. And um, again, it's going to be interesting to see uh, <clears throat> barrier draws, uh, etc., and acceptances, obviously, uh, later this week. And Rob, in the sprint, um, as you said, it was great to see Brett Kavanagh there and uh, another sin was good, but gee, wasn't the, the run of the runner-up fantastic Neuron. Uh, he's already won two qualifiers and um, I know we spoke on local radio on Saturday and the, and the query was, could he get to the front in a high-pressure race? Well, could he ever? He was right up on the speed and again if he draws a barrier uh in a, in uh sat on um, saturday week he's he's got to be the post uh, race favorite the pre-race favorite that's going to be an interesting one isn't it what's he where as we said another sin won the roma stampede qualify but won't qualify because it has insufficient non-tab starts muron has already qualified from winning at uh at blackhall and also at charleville hard stride has qualified uh the third place getter out of its win at gympie so you've got to then start looking back behind the top three uh, to see what's going to be next best rated along the way. Tony, I'll give you the update on that from Cole Truscott this morning. Uh, they aim to have two from each region okay. represent. Uh, and you go back to the Central Warrego uh, result where Muron obviously uh, has been in there, but he had won at Blackhall. So Drayman goes in, so mm-hmm. he accepts he's in. But interestingly, Tycoon Zip, who ran third in that race, would become that second um, uh, representative of that southwest area. Ah, oh, that makes um, sense. So, yeah, and then, uh, you know, if it was to go on from, say, those Drayman and Tycoon Zip didn't accept, well, then you'd be looking at, you know, at uh, at the rest of the uh, place getters and their, their rating. But at this stage, without another sin in there, Muron's already in there, Hard Stride's already in there, it leaves it open for Drayman and Tycoon Zip to give the two... Uh, qualification groups from uh, each area. So we're looking, explain that in detail this morning to me. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at, like, say, for example, Zuko's won at Cloncurry, mm-hmm. but also then qualifies out of the win at Emerald. Well, then you look further back uh, that uh, Awanichi is ineligible yep. uh, out of the... Uh, I'm looking at the wrong line because I've got... No, I've got the right one. Yeah, Awanichi yep. out of Emerald. Then you might be looking at, say, Palladian, which, is, of, which yeah. will qualify out of the, uh, the, uh, the Capricornia region there. Yep, that's correct, and uh, that's what makes it very interesting. And uh, I'll just come back to that point, but uh, 
What's he Muron? Um, yeah, I was. I'm one who's. I've seen his form. I've seen it through Blackhall, and, and he's progressively going up this horse. Uh, and he's led every time he's won. I was doubtful that he could uh, get across. He, he was able to get across. He had a fairly wide draw, but you can't say that he can't lead and win when you only get beaten a nose. So I'm not going to stick my neck out again with that comment. I don't <laughs> think. Um, but I do notice his wins have come from on the pace or from being in front. So uh, it's going to be interesting. He's obviously going to be pushing forward in that. But, yeah, he's single-digit figures in the market, you would think, at this point. Uh, very good uh, result there. Um, and when you go, I take it you printed out your nominations. It's quite interesting, too, guys, that there's a couple of nominations in here when you look through them. For example, the Country Cups, you'll notice that in the nominations, these horses aren't showing. Balenti, Fluidity, Loud Enough, Deadly Choices, and La Drama. Now, what Racing Queensland did yesterday before the uh, nominations were closed, they heard that there were various uh, horses that were uh, in the uh, on the sidelines, so they sent out a text to owners, trainers, uh, to get an indication would they be nominating or accepting uh, once the nomination was there because it's so important with weights. So you take Balenti and Deadly Choices, if they were sitting in the field still and the weights come out, uh, it would have a dramatic impact on the field if they suddenly had to come out. So... That, that was a wise call, I think, because those ones no longer, or you won't see them in the nominations uh, come acceptance time. So, therefore, the weights will be based on a very accurate picture of what's going to make up the field. Yeah, it's certainly intriguing, Rob. And, and a few of the horses um, that you'd heard around the ridges that weren't going to accept are actually now in the nominations as well. So... Um, maybe they've had a bit of a time to think about it and uh, obviously the, the, the carrot of the good prize money is there and they've weighed up their options and uh, getting that last run in in for the year. And um, Yeah, it'd be yeah. very interesting uh, come acceptance time. Well, the, the nominations occur automatically for anyone's a place-getter, but in both events, the only extra nomination that's been put in for anything that wasn't a place-getter that were the connections of Okanagan Miss in the... Um, Country Cups, and fully maxed for the Stampede. They were the only additional nomination that were individually put in. The rest put in by Racing Queensland. And just to uh, indicate to you in the uh, Stampede, the the place-getters that didn't appear in the nominations because the early indication they weren't going, Tango Rain, he's a moral, hidden in heaven. So they, you won't see them in the nomination, so therefore they don't affect uh, the weights when they come out. So acceptance time is, of course, 10 a.m. tomorrow, and trainers must accept. That's the important thing, uh, Tony and Andrew. Trainers must accept 10 a.m. tomorrow, and it's just going to be interesting to see how far down we go, whether there's at least 13 heat winners that are, like in the Stampede, that are looking to be part of that final. Um, so whether some of the other ones that have been in the uh, placings or outside the placings get a run, it's going to be very curious come 10 a.m. tomorrow. And a couple that will be sweating on a run as well. Uh, Fab's Cowboy will be looking to make it uh, three appearances in the three Country Cups finals. And, and wouldn't that be um, fantastic? I mean, he um, probably isn't going as well as he was in, in years gone by, but uh, it'd still be great to see the old war horse uh, go around. Uh, Rob, I, I know it's it's very difficult at this early stage, but have you got uh, two or three uh, marked in, in both races? Not to any great extent. Uh, I think the gloss taken off a little bit with Valenti and uh, Deadly Choices uh, coming out. But, I mean, if you're talking the uh, the cup, Penny Agua, you have to really uh, make sure that you have a close look at Penny Agua. 
coming through uh, his win. Um, look, I think Scrabble uh, has got to be in there with a chance. Mercuro, no, I'm, I'm not going to go past Peniagua at this stage, but in the in the uh, the Stampede, I think that's a you've got horses like Barat who's uh, having a run. I think in Townsville this Saturday, horses like Raiden and District running at Mackay on Thursday as their final preps, and you've got horses like Media Vita that are coming in fresh. And Tambo's Heart's the interesting one. He's qualified in both of these, uh, so where, whether he gets in with acceptances in both, I think they might aim for the distance of the Country Cups if they got in. But he's definitely in the Stampede. He is tough that horse. So no, it's too early for me to make the call. What's he? I got to. Have at least a week study on this one. <laughs> Luckily, you and will you, get at you, least a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and we we always miss the one horse right down the bottom there, Zukas. He's crept up to a rating of 82. I call him the giant killer out here in the West. <laughs> he always surprises, but he, he's won five of his last seven. Um, you know, I, um, Boy Foster, he knows how to get them ready for that race. He went down uh, by the barest of margins with Bush Caviar a couple of years ago in the in the um, Battle of the Bush. So I think he can nearly atone here with a good draw, Zukas. Yeah, and I think Boy will be just checking us out what we tip and saying, please leave me alone and take me off the top. Put me anywhere else bar on the top, you guys. <laughs> but, yes, he is certainly in with a big chance. Uh, anything yeah, else? No, uh, no, I'll just be uh, waiting um, patiently for these acceptances and uh, we'll have more information next Tuesday. Well, Watsy, I reckon there'll be one from left field in one of your tips come next Tuesday. Uh, we'll study the form, and I'm sure in the coffee breaks in the morning when you come into Barker's and uh, have a chat, we'll be going over it with a fine-tooth comb. Great to have, uh, have you on Bushbeat again this morning. Look forward to your tipping um, next week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob. Uh, good morning, listeners. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Shill Rock, you are starting to work through the middle of the pack then as they straighten up. John D. Des and Game of Circles to the outside and Shunter to the extreme outside. Cortesta, though, just in front at the moment, gave a little kick. Shill Rock, you was coming at them and serious moves in the centre. Shill Rock, you's grabbed the lead. Kristen Swaffer's going for a treble and she'll get it. Shill Rock, you, serious moves, style line, and then maybe Cortesta, stolen diamonds, finished it off well. Then Indy Rob, it was a treble for Kristen Swaffer at the uh, Innisfail program there on the uh, the weekend. Came home with three out of the five winners there. Peter Rowe's going to join us shortly to look back at uh, at what happened there at Innisfail. But we've got plenty of other news to get through on the show this morning. And just a quick glance at what is coming up this coming week. You touched on a, a couple of the uh, the TAB programs that are around the place. Mackay on Thursday and Townsville on Saturday. Dolby's wedged in between with the program there on Friday. Uh, Saturday it's Thangill Cup Day. Also racing at Bar Calden and Mount Isa. And uh, we're getting into the festive spirit. Some of the Christmas cups are coming through, and it's Christmas Cup and Christmas Gift Day with a tab program at Kilcoy on Sunday. And they're already putting out the programs for March next year. I received one for Longreach this morning, so it's well and truly planning going ahead. And uh, have we got Peter on board this morning already, uh, Tony? No, not as yet. We're just having troubles getting through. So what we might do is just uh, have a look at the, the Coral Coast Shield final because that's going to come up at this program at Townsville on Saturday. And this has been uh, something, while we've been very uh, hectic following through the Country Cups and Country Challenge series, we haven't really been able to devote a lot of time to, to all of this, but... Now, as we're getting down to the business end of, of it all, and we can see, the, courtesy of the Racing Queensland website, that Townsville is the club with the uh, the lead at the moment on the leaderboard with 38 points, ahead of Rockhampton on 33, Cairns on 27, and Mackay on 22. And for the uh, the charities, 
The way it's worked is each charity is represented in the series races. We've had the heat so far at uh, Rockhampton, Innisfail, Mackay and Townsville. And horses trained at or within 150 kilometres of the nominated club are designated as a representative of that club for the series. So they allocate the points all the way through, through the heats. It's five points for a win, three for second, two for third. They get double points in the finals coming up on Saturday at Rockhampton where we've got the Coral Coast Cup, the Coral Coast Lightning and the Queen of the Coast for the Phillies and Mares. And the charities that are being supported, Rockhampton Jockey Club throwing their support to the Caves and District Lions Club. The Mackay Turf Club are on board with uh, Central Queensland Rescue Helicopter Service. Townsville with the riding for the disabled in the Townsville region and Cairns jumping on with Ronald McDonald Family Retreat at Palm Cove. Yeah, it's an interesting concept, isn't it? It's a new one and it's something different again that's spreading across uh, the country and the provincial racing and uh, full credit again to Racing Queensland for these initiatives that are coming through and uh, that's just different again. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, something very exciting, different, and a lot of interest going in that. And I've just had a, uh, a text message from Peter that he's been called into an emergency meeting at work. So, uh, uh -huh. sorry, not available um, this morning uh, to report on that. Innes fellow was going to get his thoughts also on those northern horses for the uh, far north. So uh, with those Innisfail results, Tony, um, Kristen Swaffer, and the key thing about it, I know Pete mentioned in a text, was that uh, she outrode her three-kilo country claim uh, with these um, uh, the treble of wins that she had. She started off with charging clear for Albie Molino, the charge forward that had been third up, third at home, Hill at its last run, and then she booted home. In fact, these, this treble was, uh, was successive races. Jemadar. Now, this horse, I am pretty sure, and it started down in uh, Sydney at one point. Sepoy, uh, seven-year-old, second run for the stable, and it defeated Cool Attitude and Little Striker. And the um, the third winner for Kristen came for Trevor Rowe, Master Shill Rocky, as we heard from Bluey Foresight, the Artie Schiller, ex-Michael Jockey, second run for the stable, and uh, got up by 2.375 lengths over Serious Moves and Styline. So congratulations, Kristen Swaffer. I'll also congratulate you on having a very perfect record with a filly called Tabitha Miss. She's had four rides for four wins, and we appreciate that as well. Just slip that one in there, Tony. <laughs> uh, Masayuki Arby had a winner for uh, Roy Muller with uh, Philly Slater. That was the Strictly Ballroom. And the other winner on the day, Sonny Sailor, Renee Shalens and Graham Cleesey. Well, Graham Cleesey, I think he's booted home a winner every time he's been back in the saddle, every meeting. Uh, this one has actually loves the track. He's three, three wins and a second from four at the track. In fact, he won here two starts back. But uh, big congratulations there to uh, Kristen Swaffer outriding that country claim, that three-kilo claim, with that treble. What a way to do it, Tony, up there at Innisfail. You were dead right about Jemadar. I just brought up his form, and this Seaboy Gelding started off uh, with John O'Shea when he was Godolphin head trainer, then moved off to David Pfeiffer. He's been with a few, uh, had some time with Kane Harris, went to uh, Leonard Morn, then off to Michael Ganey, and now with Troy Clive. And I got a funny feeling in those Sydney runs because doc, there was a doctor out here, Dr. Tom, who had a share in him. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure they ran him against Weeks in a race, um, if I've got the right horse. But uh, somewhere early in that career, he's moved around a fair bit. But anyway, it was an exciting moment, I can recall, out here on the track one day. I'm just having a scan through. Um, yeah, ran in the Chipping Norton. That's it? Yeah, ran ninth of ninth. But, you know, still, I wouldn't mind saying that 
I ran behind Winks. I just wouldn't tell people <laughs> I ran 32.8 lengths last to Winks that day. But uh, there's no shame in going going down to Winks, that's for sure. Rob Clermont was the other uh, big program on the weekend where we saw a lot of doubles. Emma Bell, Glenda Bell and Rodney Little all came home with uh, feature doubles there. And Scotty Powers with us on Bushbeat this morning to have a look back at that. Morning, Scott. Hey, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good morning to you, Scott. I was going to indicate to you, how can you have uh, a Bell get four winners but actually only have two at Clermont? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a pretty good day all round up there. And as you know, um, the first meeting in our area, in the Central Highlands area, uh, with a crowd, uh, so to speak, um, after the uh, COVID-19 pandemic during the uh, disastrous 2020 year, or you might as well say, um, with, with everything that did go on with it. But fortunately enough, we were still able to race. Um, yeah, with, with our crowds and the majority of the centres, but uh, they had a picnic at Pe- Pepperina Park, Claremont on Saturday. There's a good crowd in attendance and enjoyed by all, mate. Well, tell us how you do get the two bells that get doubles on the day. One comes from Emerald, of course, and one comes from Claremont. Okay, we'll kick it off with uh, the trainer, the trainer bell, uh, Glenda Bell. So she teamed up with Ellie Smith in the first to welcome back to the race's cutest maiden plate with the former Kelly Sweeter train, Flash Ombre. Now, Flash Ombre, the show of heart, uh, Gelling got the full complement of cutest money and well well done to the connections and it won pretty easily. There's more wins in store there, Flash Ombre. It won very easily. Ellie had a good hold of it on the turn and gave it its rein when they straightened up and it kicked away and won quite easily in the end. My fixation for Amabel and Rodney Little finished in second spot and unsure for Natalie Summers and Will Loudon uh, winding up in third. But no, a good win to Flash Ombre um, and Bill and Diane Alston are part owners of Flash Ombre and they'll tickle pink with the win. Uh, in particular with that cutest money that uh, the full complement went off. Now, race two on the car brought up the second leg of the double for the, the trainer, Glenda Bell, with Isis Jacktail and Cody Collis. The four kilos came into play here, and he sat off the speed. Isis Jacktail was very unlucky at the tab meeting behind Reward the Maid uh, last Friday. Before that, it won at Moranbar, and that was uh, with Cody Collis in the saddle again. Now, Cody teamed up with Isis Jacktail, and over the 1,000 at Claremont, there was a fair bit of speed on there with the swell and co., uh, but Isis Jectile sat out of the speed battle and he sat off their hills, uh, came to the outside when they straightened up and run away and quite easily won in the end. She did the Golden Archer Mare. Um, that's the third win from five, the last five starts for Glenda Bell and Noel Coyne. Uh, congratulations to them and well done to Glenda at training double. And the apprentice, Cody Collis, who's on the up and keep an eye on him, he's going to be riding a lot more winners. Um, Isis Jectile was too good for the swell. Uh, Gallant in defeat with the big weight. And third was Vampirina. Uh, for Ali Smith and uh, also Olivia Cairns, but Johnny Mansman trains as well. Now, I'll go to the other bell double. Um, I'll skip out the third event and go to the other bell double, like you said, Robbie, and and also Rodney Little. They teamed up for the last two races, races four and five. Now, race four was a feature. The CFMU Claremont Lodge, Claremont Lightning Open Handicap, and Boingay. Now, I've never seen a horse travel so easily in the run. Ledoux sat on its outside, but she travelled sweetly down to the 200 and just looked like it was going to win, and when it did, Three and a quarter lengths. Too good for them, Boingo. For Emma Bell and Rodney Little, the first leg of a double for that combination. Uh, defeating Ledoux, who came back to the 1,200, um, just whacked away and was honest in defeat. Ali Smith and Glenda Bell. Money ad for Martin Hulley and Bevan Johnson. Uh, they wound up in third spot. Now, the second leg of that double for uh, Emma Bell and Rodney Little came up in the last. And Cheeky Chops in the small field sat off them over the 1,400. Got a good run through the middle of the field when they straightened up and ran away and won quite easily in the end. Uh, for Emma Bell and Rodney Little, uh, too good for them. Uh, Barber Can had tried very hard. It got away to a good lead before the bend, but just failed to run out the trip for Martin Halley and Bevan Johnson. And winding up in third spot, 
was Combatant de Rue for Kate Southam and Johnny Manselman. Uh, that was race number five, the final event. Now, race number three on the card, we skipped it out uh, just to cover them doubles off. Now, the third event was won by the Johnny Mansman trained Harry Rocket, uh, ridden by Trinity Bannon, and was over the lead all the way. A very good win, defeating Al Say and Flinders Deegan, who was now retired. Um, had uh, seven, starts from, uh, seven starts from the track at Claremont for five wins, a second and a third. So, very, very consistent galloper up there on his home track, Flinders Deegan, but he is retired. But, yeah, no, full credit to the winner, Harry Rocket, for Johnny Manselman. And very rarely does a meet and go by uh, where the Manselman duel and stable don't get a winner. And uh, they're great supporters of the meetings, as you know. And that was race number three. And uh, overall, a great day's racing up there at Claremont last Saturday. Oh, definitely so. And you mentioned uh, Boingo. Well, it's one of the ones that uh, has actually qualified as a place getter for the uh, Country Cups. And we know you've been covering the uh, Country Cups and Stampede uh, very well with Michael Charge on, on the bit uh, Raising Australia. Um, your views so far of what you've seen in, in the area that mainly your horses are coming from, Scotty, what would you be picking out for the listeners to really keep a close eye on in both of these uh, finals coming up on the 5th of December? Well, in particular, SEL in the Cup, obviously um, a big run again Saturday in the in the Roma Cup and uh, Danny Bellard has a good association with SEL um, and its win in Mount Isa was very good. Um, from Curry, sorry, it was it was very good at, um, up there and also um, its consistent form, it's on the way up. Uh, Toddy Austin's done a great thing with SEL. In fact, he's given it a bit of a let up before he brought it back in. So he's only had about four runs back in now, five runs back in. Going into that cup, uh, D. Ballard will go down and take the ride. It'll be strong over the mile down there at Doombin, back onto the grass. That was a tough run Saturday, Robbie, over the 16.40 at Roma on the sand and narrowly beaten uh, by Scrabble. So either way, Scrabble would have made the, the field anyway. And in the sprint, um, I think Buron. I think Buron's got to be one to watch from around our area, um, simply because of the fact it's won two heats, was narrowly beaten by another sin in the heat over there at Roma on Saturday. And Billy Johnson has this horse, Fedek, and flying, and uh, keep a big watch on it. Yeah, you would have seen it. I think it won at Claremont before it came across to Blackall, did it, um, in that lead yes, up to these wins? certainly did, and it led all the way that day as well. And, it, it, you know, won fairly easily in Claremont that day, Robbie. And I just think it's a horse that's, um, you know, relishing the conditions. Uh, the heat hasn't worried it whatsoever. Um, back onto the turf track, and I think it's one we've got to watch. But I was... Particularly impressed with the run there on Saturday of Hard Stride. Um, I know it's um, it's going to have a fairly big weight. Um, you know, we know it's formed behind Zoo Style. It ran fourth to Just Storm about four or five starts back. And I like the way it got to the line over there at Roma on the weekend and suggesting to me that it's uh, going to appreciate that 11-10 at Durban. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting come 10 o'clock on Wednesday when we get these acceptances. Uh, Scotty, I mean, with I'm sure Penny Agua is going to have a lot of attention uh, in that Country Cups uh, with the form behind it that it's got. And it's actually, its rating is actually below some of these other ones. So weights yeah, are going to play certainly. a part there. It's very well placed by Alex Malief, actually, that uh, he's coming with a weighting that's, uh, with a rating I, I that's below that. The only concern I'd have with Penny Agua, I know I, I watched it race through the uh, carnivals up there in the north and, Gee, it's on the way up, but uh, going in second up, um, I'm not sure about that. Um, just down there, it'll be a strong mile at Durban. Um, I know it's on the way up, Pennyagra, but um, Macaro that finished second to Pennyagra, um, that's the horse that has caught my eye as, as one of the each way chances, um, you know, that, that did catch my eye because it won one of the heats and then its run behind Pennyagra was very, very good, the Charlie de Villatrain Galloper.
Yeah, that's right. At uh, Innisfail Cup winner. And, uh, yeah, there's always a little question mark, and that's the question mark on Penny Agu. I can never seem to pick him second up, Scotty, but uh, there's always a little question mark. It'll probably come down to the one or two that have the least number of question marks when we come through the final fields. And, Tony, I think what we... I know we'll have Watsy back on to do a complete wrap and, and uh, probably won't have a chance to get Scotty and Peter Rowe on, but I might get you guys, uh, Scott, you and Peter, to send through your top three in each of the, uh, in each of the finals uh, for next week's show, if you wouldn't mind. No worries at all, Robbie, and I'll have my fingers crossed that a certain horse might make that field of 15 <laughs> in the top, but um, at this stage he's not there, mate, but we just never know. There's 35 noms. Um, we'll just see how many accept on the Wednesday, mate. There's is a, that uh, some dude of his horse, is it? <laughs> the dude, the dude. La dude. There's a certain, He's been uh, trying competitively. Sorry, a certain race caller, uh, former Bar Calden boy, who's very keen to uh, to uh, be a doomer on that particular day as well with a, uh, a Shearer and a runner. I, I don't think my text message has stopped going off from Mr. Fleming. Yeah, well, no, he, Josh he's is, probably... Josh is just absolutely wrapped with um, SEL's form. Um, he's probably and, hoping you know, I don't pick it, Scotty. <laughs> no, it's a horse I, I, I can never catch just quietly. He's definitely a top three hope, no matter what. Oh, yeah. The only thing against him would be if he draws a bad marble. Scotty, thanks for that this morning, reporting in on uh, how it all unfolded with the Bells and everybody else there at Clermont on the weekend. Thanks for joining us this morning on Bushbeat. Hey, thanks, boys. Good morning, everyone. Getting back to the grassroots of racing, this is Bushbeat. Rob, a couple more meetings to talk about before we pull the shutters down on Bushbeat for mm. another week. Penland Cup Day on Saturday, where the Cup went to Fluidity, and it was Veterans Cup Day at Gympie Saturday, the Veterans Cup going to Marata. Yeah, and Pentland, of course, uh, you get the Ben Williams-Pietro-Romeo uh, double and uh, you get an interesting feat coming out of the meeting with a horse running on Friday at Townsville, winning at Pentland on Saturday. And uh, you also uh, you have Scott Sheargold and John Barr getting doubles up there. Benny Williams combined with Pietro-Romeo with Travers to take the benchmark 55 and exceed Nick Excel six-year-old now for its third win. It was first up since the uh, Ewan run in mid-September. Got up over Hammertone and Craigley Altona. Then uh, Ben combined with Pietro, raced a race double. In fact, with Malongal's surprise, getting up over She's Winnie Blue and Boss's daughter, the Bella Spree. It's only had its uh, second run with that uh, win there. Its other run came at uh, Charters Towers when it ran second. Uh, John Barr and Scott Sheargold, as I mentioned, they had a winner with Radeski, the better than Reddy. It's been unplaced. Uh, it's two other runs this prep, but it was too strong there in the Class B handicap. And then they rounded out the program. And I thought Fluidity would have been a horse that maybe took on the Country Cups because it can win out to about 2,000, but that's not in the noms. Uh, it, but it got up in the Pentland Cup, and I believe it came for about 10 lengths off the turn, and that's hard to do at Pentland. Um, so it was a big win, uh, a big ride there by Scott Sheargold. It was second in the Ewan Cup in mid-September. Um, and it was second over 1,800, its last two at Charters Towers and Home Hill. Good form, and it led to a Pentland Cup win over Nitro City and a single story. And the other big story was Ray Herman. He was in uh, Townsville on Friday with Sizzle's son, and on the way back, well, let's stop at Pentland. He had it, of course, accepted for Pentland, and he's got an opinion of this horse. It's another one by Sizzling, as Balenti is, uh, that Ray has, and it stopped over and got up in a tight photo over Ben Williams, Malongal Chief, and high zero into third. And it's now had one win, two seconds, its last four. So that's one of those interesting things you see. You'd see them in the two-day carnivals always that horses would be backing up. But on the trip home to Winton, he stopped in there with Sizzle Sun. But the uh, cup winner there, Fluidity, uh, the big win on the day up there. 
And uh, when you head to Gympie, uh, Rebecca Wilson continued in good winning form. She had a double on the day. She, again, successive double here, successive races with Gaby in the first with Neil Hocking in the benchmark 50. Came off a ch chinchilla fourth at its last run. Then she went to race two with Daryl Gardner and the four-year-old mare by the factor called Shenzai. Two from two on the track now at Gympie. Likes the sand, defeated Miss Nasty and Clareview Spirit. Uh, then it was a case of, um, well, we were looking at saying with the girls riding all the program because they rode the next two. Shannon Stephan combined with Shane Parsons on Tatuga, Champions Gallery, gallery four-year-old, getting up over Tiny T and Carlton Star. And then Vice Man for Stephen Thomas out of Warwick, combined with Hannah Phillips. Uh, this one won at Chinchilla its last run. Now, it defeated Tapper. And Tapper's one of the uh, horses that are qualified for the country stampede. I'm sure that would be the final lead-up run. Got convincingly beaten by five lengths, but I'm very wary of uh, worrying about sand track form going into these grass track finals. So don't be surprised Tapper will be strengthened up for the run in the final. But a big win there to Viceman in that race. And then the uh, Gimpy RSL Veterans Cup, the Open Handicap, the feature race on the program. And a bit of a sand specialist and a track specialist in Marata for Barry Gill and Robbie Farr. Way too strong for elusive element in that particular race. And uh, also for the Jackie Crompton-trained um, Richford, who's also in the Country Cups. So these final lead-up runs start to become important. But Murata, he's also in the uh, in the uh, nomination. So he was an impressive winner. Loves the sand, this horse. He's five from ten at the track. And uh, two wins in a second from his last four. And Robbie Farr riding in great form. And good to see Barry Gill get that, that hometown win there with Murata. So, again, some very competitive racing, Tony. Some very interesting developments leading into the finals. And I've got to say, after talking to... Um, Scotty Power just then. I think, yeah, Toddy Austin has got this really good knack, like media biter in the sprint. He's kept it fresh. He did it He did it before the long reach win here, and it won, and he's kept it fresh again, and he's been able to do the same with SEL. He'll have his team just firing at the, the right time going into the final, but he's probably hoping too that I don't put them on top because they seem to, out this way, they seem to suggest I'm a bit of a, a, a jinx when I put their horses on top. So uh, we'll have to have a good study of this form in the next week, Tony. Yeah, I promised the Scrabble boys that I wouldn't uh, put Scrabble <laughs> into my uh, top selections as well, just so that I wouldn't end up being the mock. But you're right, Rob, it's hard not to be impressed by a Paniagua's Kansas City Cup win uh, and uh, a couple of the others along the way. Uh, you don't rule out uh, even Splits or Richford along yep. the way. There's been some really, really good runs through the Cups and the Stampede is just shaping up to be an absolute cracker when you look at the likes of Muron and, and Zukaz and Barat and, and Wicked Express and a few of the others there. It's really come together nicely and it's going to be fascinating to see how the acceptances unfold when they come through tomorrow. And So that's a big reminder for all of the uh, connections. Do not miss your acceptances tomorrow. Yeah, and Barat's a name you just mentioned. As I said, it's uh, having a run by the looks of it in the um, Saturday fields at Townsville. And I suppose if you... Anyone out there uh, with Scrabble, it's easy way not to tip it is just to lose all the letters when you're playing the game, Tony, <laughs> and then you haven't got a chance of putting it on top. Then you don't have to worry about it at all. <laughs> Good luck to the clubs racing this coming weekend. Bar called to Mount Isa and Thangul where it's Cup Day, as well as those uh, Coral Coast Shield finals uh, with the uh, Coral Coast Cup Lightning and Queen of the Coast at Townsville on Saturday. And good luck to all of the charities that are involved there as well. And uh, if any stories coming out of uh, country racing and the provincial racing, of course, uh, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and we'll be back next week with the uh, the big 
preview of the Country Cups Challenge and the Country Stampede with Andrew Watts and myself, Tony, and of course yourself, Tony. So hopefully you've done your homework as well and we'll see how our tipping goes leading into the final day. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thanks to Rob Luck, Andrew Watts and Scott Power for joining us on Bushbeat this week. Each and every week you can grab a podcast replay of the show that's available through the link on our Twitter page at Radio Tab Oz. There's also uh, the uh, the uh, link through to our Wooshka uh, podcast goes up on our uh, on the uh, the website. Uh, thanks to our friends at On the Bit Racing Australia through their Facebook page. And just mentioning that as well, nominations are now open for the Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards coming up with On the Bit Racing Australia, and that will be held on the sixth of February in 2021. We'll have more news on that for you in the weeks ahead on Bushbeat as well. Have a great week, everyone. We will catch you next week on Bushbeat on Radio Tab.